guys, it's Janice. If you love this podcast and you've gotten great value and maybe a bit of entertainment out of past episodes, please consider a donation in support of both my podcast fees and my coffee habit. There's no obligation. Just click the link below and thanks so much for your support. Now on to today's episode. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm a mom to three busy boys, and I run a business, a side hustle you could call it, and I'm setting up a new business, of which this podcast plays a part. I'm also a wife, a friend, an avid reader, and a studious learner. We have a great big silly chocolate lab, and a house that needs to be cleaned constantly due to the aforementioned boys and dog. I track the prescriptions, the appointments, the homework, and band camp. I contact customers, follow specials, track orders, run a small team. I create meal plans, buy groceries, cook, and teach others to do the same, including my boys. And, like you, I have all of this and much more on my list. So overwhelm is real. If you have work, and life outside of work, plus everything new that seems to pop up every few weeks or so, you know, when you've just gotten into the swing of the old way of doing things? How do you keep rolling without ending up in bed with the covers pulled up and hiding from the world? Hey, I'm Janice, and welcome to another episode of Connections, Coffee, and Confidence. Those are the three things I think are critical to every successful entrepreneur. So grab a cup of your favorite brew, and let's get into talking about working with people. Now let me preface this by saying, I'm not perfect. Sometimes I drop balls, and I have been late more often than not with birthday gifts. And with that disclaimer out of the way, let's talk about how to keep track of everything without losing your mind or becoming that person with the covers pulled over her head. The following four-step process is what works for me. My first tactic is to use a planner system. I know you can buy super fancy systems that are probably beyond awesome, but right now I use a homegrown system that works for all of us and is probably going to work for you. It consists of a simple calendar and a date book. Nothing high-tech or fancy. We have a nice big calendar on our fridge and, in the interest of openness, this year it is a Diary of a Wimpy Kid themed chosen by our now 10-year-old, and probably fitting for the way this year has gone so far. 
but really the theme doesn't matter. What matters is that the squares are big enough to write family appointments and events on, including school trips, days off, hot lunch, mom has to go to work, you know, things like that. My boys even write whose day it is to choose the Xbox game they'll play. Try that system, actually. It's fair, and it cuts back on fighting. Everybody knows to check that calendar for upcoming events or what's happening that day, and so we're all on the same page as to what to expect, and it cuts back on a lot of the anxiety of not knowing. I also have an old-fashioned type of day planner, or day timer, whatever you want to call it. I like the kind that is broken down with a few lines for each day, a week shown in the open two pages, and a space to write goals or things to remember for the week ahead, as well as a month overview. This is where my stuff goes in more detail than on the fridge calendar. Now, since this whole self-isolation, work and learn from home thing has started up, my planner is more about weekly goals than daily lists. It feels like time is more fluid right now, so daily scheduling is a bit loose, and I'm okay with that because I'm still getting everything done, but with the flexibility I need to make sure my family gets the extra attention they need from me. But I do know what needs to happen by the end of the week, so when pockets of time appear in my day, I know how to fill them. You might be kind of raising your eyebrows at the whole paper-related system, but it's what works for me and my family. I remember things way better when I've written them down, and I always thought I was kind of weird that way. But it turns out that there is actually science to back this up. You can look it up for yourselves, but there was a study on American students who took notes by hand versus by typing and their ability to recall information. Those who used pen and paper to take notes were better able to answer questions and answer them correctly than the typists. The researchers believe it is the body synthesis of having to process the information and translate it in your brain into something shorter in order to capture the info without missing the following points. And that series of rapid connections in our brains through to our fine motor skills of having to write the information out makes us remember better. So there, all you techies with your immaculately color-coded iPhone calendars. The calendar and planner work together as a one-two punch system, and I use either the Rachel Hollis one-thing method or the Dean Graziosi three-things approach in order to set the goals in my planner. It all kind of depends on how things are going. Every morning I get up, I pour myself some coffee, and I journal. It's nothing major but it helps me focus on my day, clear my mind, and I do some gratitude practice so I feel kind of at peace before the kids get up and the world becomes noisy. That's also when I review my weekly goals and think about the one thing that I need to do in order to move myself closer to my goals or feel like if the day blows up but I did X, well then I still had a productive day. Remember that unexpected pocket of time I just mentioned, that unicorn of gifted time? That's where I would pull out my one thing for today item and knock it out. Getting that one thing done creates a sense of accomplishment, and better yet, of momentum that I can build on. Sometimes that goal is to get a shower, but if I'm going through the effort to shower, then I'm going to get dressed. And if I'm getting dressed, I might just throw on some eyeliner and then I'll feel good about having made some effort, which propels me to venture into more involved things. You see how that works? Then there are other days where I am just on a roll. I am moving mountains and the universe is conspiring with me. I love those days. 
and that's when I break out Mr. Graziosi's three things approach. I check out my three priority sectors, usually family, work, and home, and list one thing for each that I'm going to get done. Sometimes I sing the classic meatloaf song, two out of three ain't bad, and sometimes I rock out with Pat Benatar's hit me with your best shot. You know, I might not hit all the things, but I aim, I fire, and I hold my head up high. And that's the planner and calendar system, and I know I've mentioned routine already, and that's the second step of this process, so let's have a better look at mine. I left my job a few years ago, and I developed a routine for getting the housework done around school, appointments, and extracurricular activities. When I got my rhythm reasonably well down pat, I added a side hustle to it. When I was settling into that addition, I started getting up earlier and introduced the journaling and the gratitude for my own well-being. Sometimes that was, and still is, the only time I have to myself in a day, and I find I really need that to start the day in a good frame of mind. I've continued to adapt this routine as necessary, just like you have, working around shopping restrictions and helping my kids with their schoolwork, and having my husband working out of the home office. It feels a bit clunky at times, like things aren't exactly flowing, but we're getting there. And it's that state of flow that's really useful in saving some headspace for other things. Your brain, as amazing as it is, can only hold so many things together at one time. It can only make so many decisions before decision fatigue sets in. That's a real thing, by the way, and something that I think has come more to the forefront as COVID-19 has changed the way we need to make more decisions on how we behave now versus what we did unthinkingly a few months ago. You feel it, don't you? That tiredness in your head? That, I don't know and I don't care what we're having for dinner, just have some cereal. Or, eh, I'll just throw the sweats on because they're clean and they're comfy and they're sitting on top of the pile. You know, just me can't be. If you know what needs to be done on a regular basis, you can sit down and look at your day or your week or your month and schedule it out. Create your own routine. That routine is going to help you cut back on decision fatigue. There's no thinking. It needs to be done and it is actually scheduled for today. So you just do it. And that scheduled routine makes sure you don't double book anything because you wrote it down and you worked your life around it. Personally, I had to go online and check out some blogs that had things like cleaning schedules or housekeeping charts, but Pinterest has a ton of them. Oh, and fun fact, Connections Coffee and Confidence is now on Pinterest, so feel free to check it out. I'm slowly building up a library of pins based on episodes and useful or inspiring quotes, so you can follow me there if you're a Pinterest person. But yes, Pinterest has a load of suggestions on routines or schedules, and I picked one or two, printed them off, and then I kind of combined them until I found a schedule that covered all the necessaries, as well as some of the things I hadn't thought to schedule. Things like cleaning the downstairs bathroom, which I never use, so I never think of, but really does need to be cleaned regularly. So don't think that this is something you need to start from scratch to create. There are some fine people who have created helpful cheat sheets and generously provided them for your use. Just don't forget to show some love if you find one that works. A saved pin or a click to their blog to say, hey, thanks, goes a really long way. Once you have your schedule created, don't be afraid to rejig things after trying it out for a few weeks. I, for some reason, am drawn to clean bathrooms on a Monday. 
but I scheduled it for a Tuesday, and it didn't work. So I changed it. You'll find a rhythm, and that'll feel good. And do yourself a favor and schedule in a little bit of peaceful time, or time to walk outside, or read a book, or at least eat. And hold that time for yourself. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I am really good at marking that time in and then just steamrolling right on through by writing just one more page or just hanging out this load of laundry or whatever. So don't be me. Give yourself a break. And speaking of giving yourself a break, seriously, give yourself an actual break. That's step three of the process. I know you were juggling a lot. I know everyone is at this time, but we live in a society where people are here for each other. Some of those people may require a payment, so if you possibly can, pay for a housekeeper to come once a week and clean your kitchens and bathrooms. Or bring the bulk of the laundry to a laundrette. If there is something that you really hate to do, but needs to be done, figure out if your time is better served doing something else while you pay for the work to be done by somebody else. You may need to skip a night out or eat beans instead of beef for a week or two to save the cost, but hey, protein is protein. And time is money. And maybe the local house cleaner is someone you have some form of a relationship with. And you can swap services. Like, you take care of her books in exchange for her cleaning. Or he adds on doing laundry, while you add on taking his kids to the playground with yours. 
You can both write a reference for each other to be used in future marketing, and that puts the bow on a symbiotic working relationship. If you have a network of small business owners, maybe you set up a little consortium. The organization of it might take some work, but in the end, I believe it would be a valuable resource for everyone involved. Or maybe you have children who are old enough to be taking on some extra responsibilities. This also can take some time invested on the front end. I've never seen a child fold laundry nicely or clean windows and mirrors reasonably streak-free on the first try, and let's be honest, this might cost you some money as well, but probably not as much as paying a professional as long as you don't mind receiving less than professional results. That will also require a schedule and routine, and again, I would refer you to the fridge calendar or Pinterest for a printable. Having less day-to-day -day work frees you up to do what you need to do, including paid work, building your business, or just being yourself. And the last, but possibly the most important, and what I found to be the hardest step, is to give yourself grace. Again, you have a lot going on. There is a lot going on in the world. And put those two together, and the recipe for dropping balls, making mistakes, forgetting things, is pretty near perfect. And you could be eating that smack-yourself-in-the-face cake with whipped cream every dang day if you wanted to, but cake every day? Not good for you. I went from giving no one grace. I expected people to live up to my high standards because I thought it was easier for everyone else than it was for me to achieve them. Then I realized those were just my standards, and I couldn't expect others to meet them, so I learned how to give grace. I learned how to manage my own expectations of others, and to communicate the necessary and realistic expectations more clearly. But it took a long time to figure out how to do that for myself. And I think that still happens with a lot of us. When I speak to clients, and even friends, they are hard on themselves in an apologetic kind of way, like they've disappointed someone by making a mistake. Here's the thing, like, we're all doing our best. If you aren't doing your best, then maybe, yeah, be apologetic, but not until you sit back and have a little look at what's going on. Maybe you are knocking something else out of the park, or whatever it is that you're apologizing for simply hasn't been your priority, and guess what? That's okay. We all have priorities, and you have ultimate authority over those. If something comes up, then you deal with the priority. If it inconveniences someone, then apologize and move on. You don't need to carry that. It will weigh you down. If you make an honest mistake, apologize. Make it right. Take steps to make sure the same mistake doesn't happen again, and then move on. We have to realize that we will make mistakes. If you aren't making mistakes, you aren't learning. You're not pushing yourself to do more, and you're standing still. And standing still is actually losing ground. That tidbit took me a while to get comfortable with, by the way. It wasn't something that slid off my tongue and into my heart. I had to work at it. But I believe it to be true, as uncomfortable as it may feel sometimes. So accept that you'll make mistakes. Accept that sometimes you will be at fault for whatever reason and decide now how you will deal with them. Decide now to learn from them the words you will use to apologize, and the steps you will take to make sure you don't carry that mistake with you. 
Remember the whole body synthesis and remembering better talk I just gave you? Write it down and it'll be easier to put into practice if and when you need it, if you think you'll stumble in real time. Who cares if you feel silly doing it right now? No one needs to know. And those are the four steps to my time management process. I'm curious now, what do you do to manage your time? What's your best tip or takeaway from this episode? Leave a comment or send me an email. The address is in the show notes down below. And just to recap, I love my big calendar and my daily planner system for knowing what I have to do to be moving towards reaching my goals. Having a schedule and a routine for the tasks that need doing so I can ease off on my decision fatigue. Help, either paid for, bartered for, or found from within your home and family. It's like the Beatles said, I get by with a little help from my friends. And grace, the act of accepting you will make mistakes. You will drop a ball. It'll happen, and it's okay. So try and put these four easy steps into place and avoid becoming the person with the covers over her head. Hey, thank you so much for listening today. And if you like what you heard, I'd love if you could hit the subscribe button and leave me a positive review wherever you're listening. It doesn't cost you anything but an extra minute of time, but it means a lot to me. And if you really like what you're learning, head to JaniceFogarty.com and sign up for my weekly email. You'll be the first to know about the new episodes and the other plans I'm working on. So make sure to meet me, same time, same place, next week. Until then, stay safe and thank you so much. 